What's up, motherfucker? Hold on, I hope y'all watching this shit. First the round, real people quick. that are in those training rooms with him know how good Because he, he just knocks dudes out real quick in the first round. Yeah, but and now we're going to get a good... I might fuck with this guy. He just, to me, he just, a, I thought he was a con artist. No, just based off his look. They're an edge. Holy shit. What the hell just happened? What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome to GSR Gonzo Sportsman Live. February 14th. 2022. Usually we're live at 7 p.m. in the evening, but uh, because of a, a special edition show tonight, we had at seven with the uh, DCCW. We moved our, uh, had to move the show back to uh, to to 10 o'clock at night. But got a lot to talk about. Uh, talk about the Super Bowl. We re recap all, everything that happened yesterday. There it was a uh, hell of a, hell of a Super Bowl gamer. This whole playoffs have been real good. Uh, talk about the halftime show. Uh, talk about reports that uh, the Colts are probably are going or likely uh, trade or release uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, we'll talk about Cooper Cup. Uh, we'll talk. Does the Super Bowl make Staff getting the Super Bowl uh, win make uh, Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? Uh, Dol Dolphins uh, could lose. Uh, Dolphins owner could lose team. Uh, to an owner vote, if uh, the tiny allegations are true, we'll uh, we'll dig into that a little bit. So we got a lot to get to. Don't forget, we're live Monday through Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern with Easy Money, a sports betting show. That show is live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. Uh, we're also live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, usually at 7 p.m. Eastern with GSR Gonzo Sportsroom, our sports talk show. Uh, that show is also live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can uh, also find both them shows in podcast form. On a Apple Podcast, Anchor Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, most places you listen to podcasts, you can find us. Uh, we also uh, have a new uh, <clears throat> pro wrestling podcast, GWR Gonzo's Wrestling Room. It's a, a weekly podcast, drops every Sunday at 9 a.m. Uh, it drops on uh, Apple Podcast, Anchor Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, most major podcast platforms you will find it on. And then the, the video version also drops on YouTube if you'd like to. Uh, Watch the video version instead. Just listen to the audio. Uh, it drops on YouTube at 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern every Sunday as well. We just dropped our fourth episode yesterday. Go check it out. It was a great episode. Uh, we got a big episode coming up this Friday. We're going to have a special guest on it. So uh, it should be a real a real great episode. Keep, so keep your eye out on our social media for advertisements about that. Uh, follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Gonzo Sports Room. That's where we post all the information about our shows, whether it's our uh, daily sports picks from Easy Money, a sports betting show, or it's uh, interview announcements, uh, big show announcements, just anything about all three of our shows gets posted to uh, our social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Gonzo Sports Room. Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook at Chris D. Gonzalez, Twitter at Chris Gonzalez, at Gonzalez Sports, and on uh, Instagram at Chris Gonzalez. Uh, check out our YouTube page. We have a lot of content on there. Uh, whether you're a pro wrestling fan, a UFC fan, a uh, football fan, NBA fan, just uh, if you're a fan of sports or, or pro wrestling, there's a lot of uh, a lot of content on there and on our Facebook and Twitch pages as well. Uh, hit the, please hit that subscribe button on YouTube and hit that bell so you get notifications of when we're live. Uh, if you're watching on uh, Facebook or Twitch, please hit the follow and like buttons. We greatly appreciate that as well. 
Uh, also, check out our merch store, streamlabs.com forward slash Gonzalez Sports forward slash merch. Uh, you can see some of our T-shirts here behind me. Uh, we just had a new Easy Money shirt drop uh, on Saturday or last Saturday. A new GSR shirt will be dropping here real soon. We have a, two or three different GWR shirts on there. We have hoodies, hats, a bunch of different things on there. So go, uh, go check out, go check that out at Gonzo's uh, or at streamlabs.com forward slash Gonzalez sports forward slash merch and uh, get you some GWR, GSR, easy money gear today. Uh, but all right, let's, let's, uh, let's jump right into some sports. Let's talk, uh, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, great game last night. Rams ended up winning by three, 23 20. Uh, Bengals led most of the game. Uh, the story of the game became that the uh, Bengals offensive line could, couldn't protect uh, Joe Burrow. Hell, half the time they couldn't give Joe Burrow long enough to uh, look downfield to see if there was, if uh, anybody was open to, or to even get the ball out. Uh, in the second half, especially in that fourth quarter, uh, the Rams defensive line took over that game. Uh, Von Miller... Aaron Donald, them guys in, in that fourth quarter, in that most of the second half, but especially in the fourth quarter of that game, they took over that game. And that was what I was saying all week that the Bengals had to avoid letting Von Miller or Aaron Donald wreck in that game. And they wasn't able to do they do that. They let him wreck the game in the fourth quarter. And then they're at the end. Uh Bengals get the ball back with a chance to go down, tie the game up or or win the game, either one. And they let Von Von Miller wreck wreck that whole series. And of course, on the, on that last play, uh, forced Burrow just throwing something up because he didn't have a choice, and and of course, there went he was on his way down, wasn't nobody there, and that was ball game. Uh, but the Bengals done a good job in that first half and most of the third quarter of not letting Von Miller and Aaron Donald uh, wrecking the game. But then that that lot there in the fourth quarter, and then especially the last that last drive, that last minute and a half of the game. Uh, Von, Von Miller and Aaron Donald uh, wrecked that game, and and that on, that was going to be the key. Neither th- neither team has a great offensive line, but the Bengals' offensive line just couldn't hold up the whole game. Uh, I'm, I don't know if it was f- fatigue. Cause, I mean, it was hot there. It was like 80 degrees out. So, uh, I mean, fatigue could be a factor, uh, or it was just hey, big stars making big plays at in big t- in big moments, and that, and that's what you got last night with Aaron Donald. Arguably the best player in the NFL, and he made made a big play in one of the biggest moments of the game. <clears throat> uh, I thought the Bengals' play calling that in that last series and down the stretch was terrible. Uh, you have a a fourth and maybe a half yard to an inch, or half yard to a few inches for a first down. Uh, why don't Why don't you go for a QB sneak or run the ball? Uh, and then I heard people say, "Oh, they couldn't run the ball all night." That's why. They average they average almost six yards a carry. Or excuse me, they averaged four yards a carry. So it wasn't like that. Yeah, they wasn't running the ball great, but you're averaging four yards a carry. You need a half a yard. You either give the ball to Mixon or you run a QB sneak. You don't drop back empty set and then uh just let your quarterback get murdered, especially when your offensive line has hadn't been possible. Pass blocking worth the shit all night long. So that the last couple series there down the stretch, I thought uh, I thought the Bengal the Bengals uh, play play calling and game plan uh, just wasn't very good. And then you you topple that with uh, Aaron Donald and Von Miller just wrecking the game, and 
you come away with you come away with a big win. Matthew Stafford didn't play a great game. Made a couple big throws when he needed to. Uh, Cooper Cup was Cooper Cup like normal. Uh, I mean, uh, Stafford had two interceptions. Bengals didn't turn the ball over. Uh, the Rams did have seven sacks. So, and that was a big difference in the game. Joe Burrow was running for his life all all night, especially in the second half. But basically all night. Uh, Rams had 270 passing yards. They averaged uh, 6.6 yards uh, a play. They averaged 1.9 yards per rush. So Cincinnati was running the ball a hell of a lot better than what, or a double what the Rams was. Uh, since he was having an average of four yards a rush, they ran for 79 yards on the on the game, where the Rams ran for 43 yards on the game. Uh, the, the Bengals had 226 passing yards, and they averaged six, they averaged six uh, they were averaging 6.6 yards. Both teams averaged 6.6 yards per pass attempt. Uh, Bengals ran the ball better, but for some for some reason, when the game got down to crunch time, they they was afraid they was afraid to run it there. Uh, didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I know that some people say, oh, they, they couldn't get the running game going. Dave, you're, you're averaging four yards a carry. You need half a yard. I, I, you give it to you give it to Mixon or you, you go QB sneak and you say, you tell your offensive line, hey, you got to get a push forward. We need the half a yard. The game's on the line here for a half a yard. Let's get this first down. Uh, but instead, you drop Burrow back there who wouldn't get no time at all. And he just... I mean, he was getting murdered back there. Uh, refs, the refs were bad. Uh, I'm not going to say the refs cost them the game because on the on one of the Bengals touchdowns, they uh, they got away with the blatant either face mask or offensive pass interference, whichever one you wanted to call, and there was no flag. And then there at the end of the game on that on a third down that would have caused the uh, Rams to either have to punt or or uh, attempt to field. Oh no! It would have caused them to have to probably punk because where they were out in the field position, and they called they called a uh, pass interference. Probably to held them to a field goal. Actually, called a pass interference that wasn't a pass interference. Called a phantom holding. Actually, called hold. Didn't call pass interference. Called holding. We gave him automatic first down and gave him the ball down there by the goal down in the red zone. And then and hey, Stafford and Rams was able to take. Take advantage of it, and he got he got another tip to, another touchdown to cup, and that was that was a difference in the game. The Bengals didn't turn the ball over, but they got two turnovers for the Rams and weren't able to take advantage of them. And the Rams was able to take advantage of the limited opportunities that they got in the red zone, uh, where the Bengals wasn't and was forced to hold uh, to attempt field, or yeah to t- kick field goals. Uh, yeah, I thought the refs were bad. I thought they were bad both ways, though. Uh, so I thought it kind of evened out. But in a game like that, refs refs can't miss call, calls that blatantly. Um, halftime show. I thought the half, t- halftime show was uh, pretty good. Uh, it wasn't my favorite, but it, there's been a whole, whole hell of a lot worse. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I, I uh didn't I could have done without the uh, Kendrick Lamar being on there, but other than that, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Uh, Snoop entertained like always. Uh, M- I thought Eminem was good. Fifty Cent was good. Be- beefed up a little bit. Everybody was calling him Dollar Twenty Five and shit, but uh, he was. I thought he was good. Uh, I thought everybody was good. I just didn't. 
uh, I didn't think Kendrick Lamar would fit up there. I'd rather seen Ice Cube up there uh, instead. Uh, but with all that being said, I thought it was pretty good. I still, my favorite ones are the Tom Petty one and probably the Prince. Uh, but this one was one that this one was one of the better ones that I thought they had in the last few years. Uh, seemed like that seemed like everybody there was enjoying themselves. And I mean, their the stage was cool and all the FG, all the graphics and shit they used was, uh, so I, I enjoyed the halftime show. Like I said, it, I'm not going to say it was my favorite that they've had, but I thought it, uh, but I thought it was a good halftime show. All right. Uh, reports are that the Colts are likely to trade or release Wentz before the Mar- uh, before March 18th deadline when his uh, $22 million, 2022 $20, salary would become fully guaranteed. Uh, reports are coming out now that uh, the Colts are going to release are more than likely going to release and trade them. I've seen reports on two or three different uh, pretty credible websites. Um, I I mean, I didn't, Carson Wentz didn't play terrible. He wasn't the only reason that the Colts didn't make the playoffs. Yes, he fell off there the last two games and didn't play, only completed like 50% of his passes. Uh, so I understand that. I don't have a problem with the Colts getting rid of Wentz. Uh, I'm a big Colts fan. But what what are they getting rid of him for? Who, who's going to be the quarterback if they get rid of him? Uh, reports are that they that uh, they might uh, go with Sam Ellinger and give him a shot. Are they planning on doing that, or are, are they going to go out and try to get a? Are they going to trade him or release him and go out and try to get a uh, get a, a veteran QB? Uh, are are they going if Rodgers or Wilson or somebody like that's uh, available? Are they going to be in the? Are they going to be in the hunt to try to get one of them, or are they going to go with with their young with this young Ellinger that they drafted a. Uh, year ago or so and uh, see why he has i know when once had COVID, they were planning on starting him but i mean even then it wasn't like you had a whole lot of options it was either start him or bring in philip rivers who was out coaching uh out of retirement who was out coaching high school football so i mean really wasn't like you had you had a whole lot of choices whether to who he was going to start if uh Wentz didn't get to play that game due to COVID. uh so this be something to keep an eye on but uh, like, like I said, there's a lot of reports out there saying that they're going to trade or release Wentz before March 18th. Uh, that's when his salary, be, his $22 million salary becomes uh, fully guaranteed uh, for 2022. Uh, I think the bigger question is, is if the Colts do release Wentz, is, is, is there a team out there that's going to pick him up to try to use him as a starter? Or is he going to be in the, uh, the boat where he might get signed somewhere, but it's going to be in a backup role? I mean, he didn't have a terrible season. He threw for like twenty-seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, and I mean, a lot of yards. He just he the last two games of the season he played like shit, and that was one of the reasons we got beat by Jacksonville in a game that we, if we win, we're in the playoffs. I mean, we just uh, he, yeah, he didn't play very. But it, when I like when I say he played like shit, it wasn't all on him either because our offensive line let us down them last two games as well. Our offensive line wasn't the offensive line that we usually had. That's usually one of the better better offenses offensive lines in in the league. Uh, the Colts' offensive line didn't play like that the last two games. So yeah, I can sit here and say, "Oh, Wentz only completed fifty percent of his passes uh, in the last two games." But I can also say, if you go back and watch, he was under pressure probably eighty or ninety percent of them passes because the offensive line wasn't uh, blocking wasn't blocking worth a shit the last two games either. 
And that's why Taylor didn't have real big games the last two games. Our offensive often I don't know what happened, but our offensive line let us down. Uh, and that's not the only part that let us down. Coaching made mistakes. Quarterback play wasn't great. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, but the offensive line didn't play great that game. And it wasn't like the defense played uh, uh, excellent, but the de- defense defense was pretty good most of the year. Uh, but the last two games, our offensive line just couldn't, couldn't do much. And then our defense was on the field so much that – and Wentz – Wentz wasn't very accurate the last two games as well. So I can see the Colts moving on from Wentz. I'll be interested in seeing if anybody picks Wentz up as a starter or if they're, they're going to try to turn him into a backup if he gets another opportunity. And I'll be real interested in seeing what the Colts' plans are. If they're going to release him or are they going to go with Ellinger or are they going to be in the market to, to try to get maybe one of these veteran QBs that, that might be available. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. Knowing the Colts are probably going to give Ellinger a try. Uh, but if our offensive line don't block no better than they did the last two games of the season, it's not going to matter who we have back there at the, at the quarterback position. All right, uh, another topic we'll move on to, uh, sticking with the NFL, kind of an NFL-heavy show tonight. Day after the Super Bowl, you get a lot of different uh, reports and different stories coming out. So, uh, And then – Football dies down, so it's going to be all about the NBA and then March Madness, and and then hopefully baseball. If they ever figure their shit out, we might have a baseball season to, to be able to cover and watch. No uh, so question that was uh, I was on another show earlier, and a question that was asked was: Is uh, Cooper Cup a top five receiver in the league right now? After this year, did he prove that? Uh, I said yes. Uh, I have him probably maybe a right around third or fourth. Uh, of course, I have Hopkins and Adams ahead of them, and then it cups right there. Uh, I mean, look what he done this year. He, I mean, he almost beat, uh, almost broke the record for the m- most receiving yards ever. Uh, he had a shitload of touchdowns. Look at the Super Bowl performance he just had. I mean, I de- think he definitely solidified himself as a top five receiver in the game. Uh, I know some people that – I don't think that, but hey, this dude, he, he does it all. And the the chemistry that him and Matthew Stafford had in the first year together is just unbelievable. I mean, if you watch, he's Stafford's throwing the ball before uh, Cups even out of his break, even looking for the ball, and it's already out of Stafford's hand. I mean, they know where he, they know where uh, what each other are thinking and what and what's going to happen. Uh, Stafford knows where to throw the ball. Coop knows where Coop, uh, or yeah, Cup knows where to be. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely a top five receiver in, in the league right now. Uh, and there's not, I mean, I know people that have him as the best receiver in the league right now. And, and and you can make an argument that he is. I mean, he's right up there. I think DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the game right now, mainly because what he's been able to do with the lack, with the lack of quarterback play that he's had some of the quarterbacks that he, that he had to deal with there in Houston and was able to put up the numbers he did with them guys. Uh, and then I'd have Cup right there and Devontae Adams right there neck and neck for, uh, for second and third. So, I mean, I mean, I, I can understand what, for people that make that argument that like Cooper Cup's the best in the game. Uh, I just I just think D-Hop is the numbers that he's been able to put up with, with the quarterbacks that he's uh, played with have just been unbelievable. Uh, does the Super Bowl win make Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? And do you think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer? Um, 
I think the Super Bowl win does make Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer. Uh, I don't think it necessarily makes him a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I think it necessarily I think it does make him a, a Hall of Famer for the simple fact is uh, when he retires, he's going to be top five in the league in like every category, yards, uh, touchdowns, completions. I mean, he's going to be in top five in the league in the league history in all those categories. So, and then with a Super Bowl win, that's going to put him in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, there's quarterbacks that are going to have less numbers than him that are without a Super Bowl that are already in the Hall of Fame. So he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think this solidified that. Uh, but I don't know if you just by winning one in a game that you didn't play your – I mean, you didn't even get Super Bowl MVP of you. It wasn't like you played great. The team kind of won in spite of you. I mean, you turned the ball over twice. Uh, so I don't know if it – so to me, I don't think it necessarily makes him a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. But I do, I do think it, it did solidify him as a Hall of Famer and changes the whole narrative on him where now he should get more respect by the media, by the – by football fans, uh, hopefully, and by, hopefully, and throughout the league, because I think he's one has been severely underrated because he was stuck in Detroit for so many years. Where now he's in LA on a national, more national stage, took him to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, done what he was brought there to do, won that Super Bowl, got proved he, he kind of got that monkey off his back that. Hey, I I could I can perform in big moments and I can win big games. Uh, it was Detroit. It wasn't me, uh, and I, I think that goes uh, why he accomplished this season and and getting the Super Bowl ring. I think not only solidifies him as a Hall of Famer, but it also solidified his legacy because with that Super Bowl ring, it solidifies as hey, I can win that big game. I I. I I can make plays in crunch time when my team needs me to make plays. Uh, even though he did, he did make make a couple of bad decisions yesterday. He made some good, throw, some big throws and big moments of that game as well. And the same thing in the uh, NFC uh, Championship game. He he made he's he made some pinpoint accurate throws that if they would have been anywhere else during completions and and the Rams lose that game, they don't come back and beat the Niners. So I'm not saying that he didn't have a big part in their Super Bowl run. But I'm just saying his performance in this, it wasn't like he came out in the Super Bowl and just dominated and had a great performance. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think hey, Cup deserved Cup deserved the uh, MVP award, so I didn't have a problem with him getting it. But when the your court, if you're this quarterback and you don't get the MVP award, it's hard for me to say you solidified yourself to be a first battle Hall of Famer when this is the first time you you had any had any kind of run in the playoffs. Yeah, you. Your first playoff run here, you you went all the way to the Super Bowl, and won it. That's great, uh, but I think I think we need to see why he does the rest of his career before we say first ballot. But I do definitely think that this solidified that uh, Matthew Stafford's a Hall of Famer. The other thing I wanted to talk about tonight is the Dolphins owner could lose his, could lose his team by owner vote if the tanking allegations are found true. Uh, I think he should lose the team. Uh, let's take the sports betting aspect out of it for a minute. Just integrity of the for integrity of the game reasons. Anybody that's proven to be losing on purpose, especially an owner like that, they sh- yeah, 
hey, vote them motherfuckers out. We want you want owners in there that are competitive. That's what's going to make the league better. That's what's going to keep the fans coming back and watching when you have competitive games, not games where te- you have one team out there and everybody, everybody in the world knows that knows that they're they're tanking. Uh, and then it just makes it worse when everybody's thinking that they're tanking, and then it comes out that that the owners paying the coach to lose games. Uh, so if it's proven true, if the allegations are proven true, I agree. Uh, I, I I mean, I, I think it's a, a real good, good po- possibility that the Dolphins owner uh, could get voted out by the owners because that's a look that the NFL don't want. And if you throw the gambling back in it with, with as popular as the gambling is and with the NFL become partners with DraftKings and FanDuel and these other sports books, you can't you can't have something like this going on. Because like I said, it goes back to integrity of the game. It goes back to you got millions of dollars getting bet every weekend on NFL games. And you're basically saying a, 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 the game's almost fixed. So uh if if it if it is proven that the allegations are true, that he really was offering money to lose, uh, I hope he does get voted out. Uh, I don't think there's any r- room in any kind of professional sports for an owner that don't that isn't trying to compete, com- doing their most to compete to uh, build a winner. Uh, I mean, why else would you, why else are you in it if you're not if you're not wanting to try to win a championship? You owe that to, for one, to the players you have on your team. Uh, you you owe it to the fans that are buying the tickets to help to help you pay these players and to pay uh, keep adding to the money that you have. So to me, if if you're paying a coach to lose a game on purpose, you're cheating. Not only are you cheating football, you're cheating. You're also cheating the fans. Uh, you're cheating the players on your team. Uh, you're costing the players on your team money because if they're making plays and winning games, you're costing them money when they get into free agency. Uh, so I, it's just a bad, bad look for the NFL. And uh, I think if it's proven uh, true, I 100% think the owners should uh, should vote. Should vote to uh, vote the Dolphins ownership out. All right, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight for this a uh, little bit later edition of GSR. Usually we're on at seven p.m. Eastern, but due to some scheduling conflicts, uh, we started uh, tonight around ten. Uh, don't forget tomorrow, I'll be on ASAP in the morning. All sports, all plays, Nets Network. It's live on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, I think even Twitter, uh, Tiki TV, live on uh, a lot of different channels. Uh, I'm I'm on the ASAP in the morning on the morning show, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern or 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Uh, Central Time. So come check us out on that. Then I'll be live here on the uh, Gonzo Sports Room Network at 1 p.m. Eastern tomorrow with Easy Money, a sports betting show. Uh, we're giving out winners. Come join us. I've been on a heater on the NBA. I was uh, 6-0 on Thursday, 5-1 on Friday. Uh, I haven't checked to see how my games are doing tonight. But I've been uh, been giving out winners on the NBA, so tune in to Easy Money, a sports betting show tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern, live on uh, YouTube and Facebook. Uh, then uh, That's the only live show we have tomorrow. Uh, but don't forget uh, our pro wrestling podcast, GWR Gonzo Wrestling Room. A new episode of that dropped yesterday on uh, – all major podcast platforms, and also on YouTube if you'd like to watch the video version. Uh, we was also at uh, Thunder Blunder 2, a professional wrestling show in Indianapolis, Indiana. 
uh, over the weekend on Saturday night. Uh, go to YouTube and check out that video. That's on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, I'll be breaking that down in the matches uh, later tonight and tomorrow and get each single match out. So uh, be look on the lookout for that. But I want to thank everybody for joining us, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Uh, let's see, tomorrow at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern on Gia, on the Gonzo Sportsroom Network with Easy Money, a sports betting show. And then, like I said, at 10 p.m. Eastern in the morning, I'll be on the All Sports, All Plays Network, uh, Sports Network, ASAP Sports. Uh, that's live on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, Tiki TV, uh, culture so just come uh so come check that out tomorrow i'm on there every monday through friday 10 p.m eastern 9 uh, or 10 a.m 10 a.m eastern and 9 a.m central time uh and then like i said tomorrow 1 p.m eastern with easy money a sports betting show appreciate you guys joining us we will see you guys uh tomorrow tomorrow at 1 p.m eastern for easy money have a great night peace